Today on the Basement Bookers podcast, we're going to talk about the recent releases, uh, the shocking releases that further continue out of NXT. We're going to talk about news that NXT might be changing. Is it for the better? I don't know. We're going to talk about Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. What the hell are they thinking with this booking? We're going to talk all about Raw, all about SmackDown, AEW, NXT. Let's get into it. There's not enough time in the day. This is going to be a long one, probably. Actually, it might not be. This is recorded before the podcast, so I'm not really lying. This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. It's me, Basement Jer, and him, Rich Deriz, and together we are the Basement Bookers Podcast. You can talk now. The best podcasting tag team in the world, I must say. Uh, undisputed, unchallenged uh, to this date. Uh, and it's because of fear. And I think it's very important for people to stay scared. Scared of us. Because why, why be embarrassed? Right, exactly. And speaking of fear, thank you to our tribal chief, the head of the table, Mr. Roman Reigns, for allowing us this platform to discuss... Both what he does and his cohorts. Uh, speaking out of fear, I more so than Rich does. I'm thankful. Speaking of fear, that this is this has been allowed to us. So we thank the tribal chief for our daily bread. Yes, thank you, tribal chief. So, who's feeding tribal chief? I think it's some of these guys. There have been some releases this week, as you mentioned earlier. Uh Go. The releases go as follows. I'm going to go from least relevancy to ultimate highest relevancy here. Ari Sterling. I don't know who that was. Sounds like a smart person. Yes, like Smart Mark's little brother. Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Tyler Rust, Jake Atlas, Bobby Fish, Mercedes Martinez, Bronson Reed... And the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, who allegedly asked for his release, not necessarily directly related to the rest of these releases, which are all NXT and developmental um, talent. So that is the list of releases. Uh, sort of related to that, um, it came out that Adam Cole's contract, the original long-term contract that he had signed, expired a couple weeks ago, but he signed an extension taking him through SummerSlam. So, he's going to be with NXT at least until SummerSlam. As far as after that, WWE is working on a new contract for him, and uh, he recently met with Vince McMahon, as I understand it, who took a great liking to him and wants him on one of his shows. And, what was the end? There was an end. I, I don't know, you didn't. We did. We don't ever talk about anything regarding what's going to be in the podcast before the podcast. I know. I wasn't necessarily asking you. I was kind of just stalling for time to figure out the end. Forget 
The end. Oh, uh, Tony Khan has not made any formal offers to Mr. Adam Cole, bebe. Well, according to some rando on Twitter, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Adam Cole was offered a million-dollar contract by WWE. Like, well, one million for one year? I don't know. Like, mm. I don't know. Maybe, but that's what they said. Okay. That, I think I mean, that's what Braun Strowman's was before he got fired. I mean, it sounds like a sound investment to me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think Braun had, like, some kind of ridiculously expensive contract, and that's why they let him go. Yeah, he had, like, a, a main event level contract, because that was he was in the main event when he signed it, and he didn't have the clause that says, if you step down from the main event, we can't fire you for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think that might be it. I think, wow, that's crazy. I I don't think they released these guys because they wanted to pay Adam Cole. So before anybody gets crazy out there. Yeah, you and I were were talking during the weekend. Uh, we we kind of have a similar theory here. Whereas, so I'm I'm gonna tell an abridged version of the story that I told you. Um, I'm reading a book. And in this book, there's a war between these two giant factions, right? And and like for like a, it's a, like a world war essentially. And one of the factions is essentially they're raiding smaller towns and sending all the citizens to the big cities to overrun the big cities so that they can run out of resources quicker. And uh, I'm wondering if that's what Vince is trying to do to sort of save resources ship people out to essentially AEW and Impact, even though they're not really relevant to WWE. Um, Vince even said that AEW, he doesn't see them as competition. But to sort of run their resources dry, to to overflow their talent pool. Well, yeah, well, you know, if you're going you're gonna to get into a, a war of attrition, you know, that's the... And because... That's what Vince was doing back in the territory days. He was just like buying people. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't think Tony can hang. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's just some kind of little game here. Or he's like, we're both wrong. He just, it's not even about them. He's just releasing people, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. And I look at this list and it's like, I mean, as as much as you didn't care for Bronson Reed, like, does that make any kind of sense? Like, like, is there something that he doesn't see, like, they, they might not see in them? Or it could have been, like, a contract thing where it's like, you know, maybe let's just cut our losses or whatever? I don't know. I, I wish I had more information on that. I mean, the, to me, the what makes the least sense... um. I think Bronson Reed is probably second there, but what makes the least sense is Mercedes Martinez. Well, Mercedes Martinez is 40 years old. So if, if, if what I... I didn't realize she was 40. If, well, well, let me tell you, Bobby Fish is 44. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it from like a business standpoint and trying to build, you know, right now his position on NXT is... Not really for a guy who's 44. 
mm-hmm. you know, because at that point you should be on the main roster doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. if if I think NXT and Vince's mind is like, it's almost kind of like a, like a dad playing with their son, and it's like, yeah, your your fa- yours is just as good. You know, it's definitely yeah, it's like another brand. When really it's like, no, this is developmental. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm going to get my guys. So whatever illusion you want to have about that, that's great. But I'm fucking 80-something years old or whatever. <laughs> and it, good luck, kid. You know that, And I'm going to do whatever I want with this. You know, that kind of thing. I so, mean, that, that's definitely a valid possibility. Yeah. it's like, and, and look, and I, I hate that I always have to keep saying this, but it's like... This isn't my opinion. I'm just like spitballing, like trying to figure it out. Cause I, I don't, I, I know this man's mind as much as you do, listener. You know, unless you're him, in which case I apologize and please hire me. You know, so <laughs> us, like, of, of course, yeah, me. But you, you know, when I say me, I mean you, obviously. And also, mm-hmm. when you say you, you mean me. You know, that's yes. how it works. Um, you know, and. You could hardly blame the guy, and I want. Uh, this is another theory. I had another theory, and I'll bring it up later, I guess, when we get into Monday Night Raw. But maybe I should just bring it up now because we're talking about releases and things like that. And I wanted to ring, run this by you. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Do you remember? Uh, you probably don't remember this, but <laughs> there's a scene in the second Batman movie with Christian Bale in it. It's the Joker one, and there's a scene where the Joker kills one of the mobsters. It's the one where he does the trick where 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 he like he shows up at his office and you know he kills him because like they the guys bring him in in a body bag they bring the Joker in in a body bag and like the guy opens up the mobster and like the Joker comes out and like cuts his throat mm-hmm. you know and the Joker has like a pool cue and he breaks it in half and he's like we're having. I'm starting an organization. We're having tryouts. And he just throws them the thing, and whoever wins is going to have a job, and whoever's not, they're just going to be dead. So I feel like, uh, could he be doing this with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross? Like, I understand what the plan was for uh, Cross before Jeff got himself the COVID, or not, I don't know. Um... Because we're finding out whatever, even if you have it, you can still get it now. But what if the plan was to him to keep losing to him. But I guess since he's out, that change, and Keith Lee's back, and he's looking at them, it's like... Because I think we heard that Vince liked Cross before, mm-hmm. and like maybe that changed because he could be very fickle. And it's like, listen, I like them both, but we're only keeping one. So let's mm. do this program and see who's, who sinks or swims. That kind of thing. And you know what? If it happens in the future and I don't want it to happen, you heard it here first. You know, if if one of those guys get released, then, you know. And then sometimes, that's what it was. It was fight for your job. Yeah. Like, like literally and figuratively. Almost to see how you handle that. And it's very interesting how they did that. Because it was both like, what is it? Keith Lee got slept last week, mm-hmm. and then this week he he hit the spirit bomb on him. So, what are we doing? You know, it's like that's the NXT champion. 
Like, if not to check which one of these guys has what it takes, why are you fight putting these two guys together in matches like this? Well, they should I think, be fighting other people. I agree. I think it's two things. And these are both staples of WWE. There's 50-50 booking and holding pattern. They're basically waiting for Jeff Hardy to come back. Okay, then why have Karrion Cross on NXT on, on Raw at all? That's a great point. Um, I he's don't still, know. Right? Because he's still the NXT champion. It's not like he's obligated to be on Raw. You know, and he's still doing his program. You know, it's gonna it's him versus Samoa Joe. It looks like it's gonna be. Yeah, he he. They probably just should have should have had him just cut a promo on Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and maybe on Keith Lee. And it's like if you don't even want to spend time on him, then fine. But yeah, like do that, like cut a thing on Keith Lee or whatever. But like they don't have to fight each other. I don't think that match should have happened in the first place. The first mm-hmm. one. It's like, okay, Jeff's out, so we don't do this right now. We'll do other stuff. Yeah, just put it on pause. They've done that before with other storylines. Exactly, but I think they're they're so used to their fucking just dropping shit as if their hands were filled with soap that mm-hmm. they're like, well, we, we better be, keep this in memory for us, you know, because mm-hmm. God forbid, like, people actually working on this thing remember stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I, I just think there's a lot of ADD in the creative room. And I think it's important to say, uh, before we move off of this, you probably have more news than this, right? This can't be the only news. Yeah, there's more news. Um, it's the fact that people are putting a lot of energy into getting angry over what happened to these people. And it's like, you don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, we really don't know. And... If you believe, and and I, I think I do believe this too, if you believe that they are as good as you say they are, then they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Because, and it might even be better for them. Think about it. Mercedes Martinez, what they had with her, she was in like, she was in retribution. And mm-hmm. then not. And then got her bell she rung. she spoke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She spoke up and that might be it too but it's like there's a lot of factors involved you know it's a business you know where as a woman you have not as good as a shelf life as men do and Mm -hmm. that's not you know sexist or anything that's just how it is um she'll be fine i think and you know because there's other companies out there and we don't know we don't know so and i think it's important because it's like would you rather them stay here and miserable like programs being jobbed out, you know, to the point of irrelevancy. Or you could be as fortunate as a Bronson Reed who is just the North American champion, mm-hmm. gets released. There he he's his stock is still up. Like he wasn't buried into the ground. He's not, you know, he's not buried underneath Selena Vega. He is free. Mm-hmm. And if he's as good as you think he is, then he's going to be fine. I don't know. What do you think? I think uh, that's 100% correct, especially since, as being all NXT talent, um, there might be a, sort of an asterisk on Mercedes Martinez there because she was on the main roster for for like a minute. But everyone else there, they all had NXT contracts, so that's only a 30-day no-compete clause, not 90 
Oh, okay. See, that's pretty good. So, um, I mean, particularly Bronson Reed um, has the biggest upside there, beside, aside from Mercedes Martinez. I think any women's division would absolutely benefit tremendously from Mercedes Martinez. Um, the NWA women's division is looking pretty strong right now, as is Impact, uh, even though Impact just lost Kira Hogan. No so, relation. Right. She's probably... Just speculation, she's probably going to try to get to AEW to uh, be with her girlfriend. So, Diamante, by the way. Uh, great. None of my business. Mm-hmm. Good Just to putting know. out there for anyone that is curious and didn't know, because I forgot who she was dating. That's cool. All right. Back to those releases, just sort of related, and we did t- you did touch on this, by the way. Um, PWInsider.com reported that NXT is about to undergo some sort of makeover, including a new logo, new lighting, a different format. That's the part that scares me most. Different format. And a greater focus on younger talent. That's my... That was the red flag right there for me. Not the younger talent thing, which kind of actually kind of relates to what I said when I mentioned the ages of some of the people that got released. Um, the lighting thing. I, I like mm-hmm. the lighting of NXT. It gives it, it, it its own identity. Yeah, but it's kind of like... As far as Vince looking at it, to him it looks old school. It looks more like when they just crawled out of the the dusty bingo halls or whatever. So that's something he's not really a fan of. And really, once once NXT got on the road, it didn't look like that at all. Like, they're just doing... Like, I think it's just like that because of this CWC thing. Because, you know, there's, there's PC talent mixed in there with, like, whatever fans they allow in there. I guess and, so. I just don't remember TakeOver being all that bright, bright. Like, it was... It was different from Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Also, how come NXT isn't on the road when Raw and SmackDown are? Because hmm. they have the GC, the GWC or whatever. CWC. See, whatever. Maybe. You know, they have I that. Get, yeah. There's probably a contract in place that I don't remember talking about. I don't remember listening to that. So <laughs> you probably could didn't. Be, it could have happened. It could have not happened. You could be making this shit up for all I know. Could be. Um... Yeah, I think it's usually like a dates thing or it's like, you know, things are just starting to start back up still, I think. Like, just it's still kind of like it, it feels like, okay, everything's good, but no, it's not really. You know, there's mm-hmm. certain things you have to do. It might be like things with the venues they're trying to get, you know, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it could be a number of things. We have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah, we don't know. All we know is what I read. So, moving on from NXT, uh, FightfulSelect.com is reporting that, quote, talent and industry insiders are indicating that Ruby Riot, now known as Ruby Soho, um, well, she's, that she's going to sign with AEW and that her no-compete clause is up shortly before their all-out event. That, I don't like that name. Why not? It sounds dumb, especially when you live here. It's like, really, Soho? Well, really? so it's based off a Rancid song. I get it, but I don't like it. Okay. She, and you know what? It's not attractive to be Rancid, okay? 
Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. It's not good it's, for you. It's a punk thing. She's representing. She yeah. got red hair now, too. Guess what? It's 2021. Punk is dead. Not really. Not CM Punk. I'm talking about the the, the real the real shit's gone. Like the like if if, if if as long as you you know you with the real shit, the old shit, fine. Rancid counts. Then fine, you're okay. But I still don't like that name. I'm about put. I'm about wearing that on a shirt. I'll tell you what. I'll tell I, you what. I, I I just heard you say get me a Ruby Riot shirt, Ruby Soho shirt. No, I said no. I said I'm never gonna wear that because I don't right. like it. So, as soon as oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna check ProWrestlingTees.com later. Maybe maybe. Why not Ruby Rancid? That doesn't sound know. great, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ruby Soho is just easier. She said she she chose the name Ruby originally be- because she likes the Wizard of Oz. No, because she <laughs> likes the song Ruby Soho. Well, now she's got what she wants, and now she'll never wear. She'll never sell a shirt. And I'll take it back when I see it looks really cool. But if it, unless it's like a really cool shirt, then it's not gonna work. Let me see if she has anything. Dude, can you wait till she gets signed by somebody? I'm not interested in her pro wrestling tease account. Okay. Also, we're doing a goddamn podcast. Damn it! All right, fine, I can't fine, sit fine. here filling air for you. All right. Mm. So, last bit of news. Uh, so far, it has actually kind of been. A, I mean, the news was big, but relatively. Just not a lot of news this week. At least and it's not as rough for you as it is for Leon. Indeed. <laughs> Poor guy. Former, Also former uh, North, North American. American champion. Yep. Uh, so uh, Bobby Eaton, beautiful Bobby, passed away this week at the age of 62. According to Wrestling.com, he had been hospitalized <laughs> over the past few weeks after suffering a fall that damaged his hip and broke several fingers. So, condolences to the friends and family of beautiful Bobby Eaton. I mean, it could be anything, right? You could fall in the shower, you know? Mm-hmm. You can, like, your heart could just stop. Yeah, we don't know what kind of shape he was in, so. You're, like, you could be as healthy as a horse or as unhealthy as a body positive plus size model you know mm-hmm. it doesn't you know at the end of the day everybody goes in a box or an urn or the undertaker whatever he wants to do with you you know that's it mm-hmm. you know or maybe a Paul Bearer and you're inside of like a, a, a box and filled with cement I think I want to check out Cornette's podcast this week see if he tells like a bunch of great Bob Eaton stories if there, if those exist, which I'm sure they do, then you better listen to that episode because they'll be there. Uh, trust me. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned, that is all for the news for now. You know, people say a lot of mean things about Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. and some of them are valid, but he is really important to the like history. And to like what wrestling came from, because mm-hmm. it's almost like he's got like this encyclopedic knowledge, and he's like a walking like hard drive of stories mm-hmm. and things that's happened with like the biggest and most like famous stars, 
and and even like someone he one of those people that were in the the Vince McMahon inner circle type thing for mm-hmm. a long time. So that's something that people should really be uh, thankful for. That there's a guy like that. Like if you even if you if you agree with him or you don't agree with him, that's the truth, and the truth is the truth. I hate when people say that, but it's fun when you when I say it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's that's only that that's on par with it is what it is because it just doesn't say no, anything. No, no, the truth is the truth. Are you denying it? Are you denying anything that I'm saying? No. Okay, so it's one of those things. You know who else is the truth? Our truth. So how yep. about that? What do you think about that? I think he's the truth. All right, we did it. Got it. Great. All right. Raw. You want to talk about Raw? Well, don't. I don't understand, like, when we come to this, and it's always like a question mark. It's like, no one ever really wants to, but we have to. <laughs> like, I don't understand this. Like, if I said no... So that means we're not going to do it, right? But Well, that means not but, right now. But, yeah, okay. That's like, all so, right, something on SmackDown or NXT is more So pressing. then your question would be, are we, do you want to talk about Raw first? Right? It wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, you can't put the question mark there because nine out of ten times, I'm going to say no. Not really. <laughs> well, figure if we get Raw out of the way, then we can talk about the good stuff like SmackDown. Look, SmackDown wasn't that great, but SmackDown did give me a lot of things to yell about. Mm. But it not probably not what you think it is. I got I got two things to rant about on Raw. Well, why don't since you have a Raw rant, why wouldn't you just open with that? They're both mini rants first. Yeah, but it's involving Raw, mm. and you have something. You know, you could just do it. You don't have okay. to clear it with me. This is your right. show, too. <laughs> I forget sometimes. <laughs> All right. That's right. You should. You should forget sometimes. So going into Drew McIntyre's handicap match, Corey Graves says, and I quote, No one man can defeat two men simultaneously. Wait. Can you say that again for the people in the back? Sure. No one man can defeat two men simultaneously. But the tribal chief is not a man. That's correct. He's a, he's a tribal chief. But and Roman Reigns, great as he is as our tribal chief, as the head of the table, as the provider, he wasn't the first to win a handicap match. No, of course, of course. Like. Come on, Graves. It's like, have you never watched wrestling before? We know you have. We know you have. You're kind of a younger, like, wrestling historian. A little bit. He's getting there. He's certainly not on par with Cornette. He's certainly not on par with um, Howard Finkel. But he's young and knows a lot. And he's he knows. wrestled. And he's probably yeah. wrestled handicap matches. Yes. So he should know... And I know he's trying to hype the match and say, oh, it's impossible for Drew to win. But don't just say it's never happened. Don't say it can't happen. If it can't happen, I was like, all right, so I can skip this match because Drew loses. And then guess what? He wins. You Shocker. Know, 
there's a bigger point, and you could add this to it. But I could have sworn, as recently as last week, Bobby Lashley beat Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Hmm. I could have sworn that happened. And Drew, Corey Graves was calling the match. Well, Bobby what? Lashley's not a mere man. He's oh. the almighty. Oh, yeah, right. He's the almighty. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind. I guess I, <laughs> I'm over here trying to help, but I guess I'm wrong, too. <laughs> I mean, facts is a fact. Truth that, is truth. It is. It is. So, yeah, I guess it's Bobby Lashley. I guess that maybe he should have said, unless you're Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't think of any other. I can't think of any others offhand, but yeah, I know but what's like happened. big recent. show, big show, big shows beaten freaking three on one. I but think he even did five on one. More to your point, though, you don't even have to dig deep. Yeah, you could just play a replay. Since apparently for them, replays are only like a week away, and other than that, they expire. So yeah. there's that, unless it's a part of an angle. Mm-hmm. But I digress. All right, second thing, and it's kind of along the same vein. Now, before her match this week, Nick, Nikki Ash was talking to the new guy, Kevin, I don't know his name. Something. And she says, she tells him she's never been in a match like tonight's no-holds-barred match. Really? I distinctly remember, vividly remember, her matches with Asuka in NXT. The last woman standing match? Yes. Really? You've never been in a match like an old bar match. A, a last man standing match is very much the same as no holds barred. But aren't you the same guy that always says, "Oh, the events NXT doesn't matter." Right, but stop! Like, don't tr- don't say like they could have worked it in to where you know she's like, you know, I've been in one of these matches before. I know, like, I have an idea what to expect. I know it's going to take a toll on my body, and maybe show some clips. Yeah. You know what it is? Not not to take away from what you're saying, because I agree, but it could be that she didn't have enough time to do it right, because when you think about it, it could have been, well, she's never been in a match like this with a competitor on the level of a Charlotte Flair, because that's just different. Like, the way Charlotte's been talking about herself, and the way all the announcers, and the way that, like, they built the character, she's like another level of competitor. And I think to your point, it would have been better if it was that she's never faced an opponent like Charlotte Flair in a situation like this. And yes, I know I'd be inadvertently burying Asuka, but Mm -hmm. we're talking about this. We're not talking about Asuka, who hasn't been on TV in like a week or two. I know, and that's like forever. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, you know, and about Corey, the thing with him, it's like sometimes I think Vince, like he knows like something's bullshit and stupid. But as long as he's not doesn't have to be the idiot, it doesn't matter. Like, let Graves be the idiot for saying that he's the heel announcer anyway. Mm-hmm. Don't Either like way, it. I don't like it. So don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Well, as long and as... She, and she went on to win that match also. Nikki Ash did. Yes. I know. But how? With a draping swing neckbreaker. After Charlotte Flair ran herself through a table. And kicked out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
if if there's no clear definition of what does she have to do, then I guess that's it there. Yeah, Cause pretty much. You would have think it would have been enough for her to get the win with just pinning her off of her going through the table. But then I guess that'd be unsatisfying because it's like, well, she beat herself because before that, she was kind of in control of the match. Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair was. Yeah. Like almost the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I see so, on. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say so now Charlotte can say, oh well, she just capitalized off her going through the table. She was and, yeah yeah and didn't do a whole lot of work to win. Either way, Charlotte being the heel, she's gonna spin it. She's gonna spin it the way she's gonna spin it anyway. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. Regardless, uh, I was afterwards. I'm like on Twitter because I always check there to see like what what do other people think about it too, and it's like someone's like. Nikki Ash beat Charlotte Flair clean. I'm like, no. Like, clean is a regular match. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, you, you, if it's an old bar match, you can't say it's clean. There's nothing, by its definition, there's nothing clean about it. Right. Like, it's a messy match. And there's weapons and all this stuff. And it's like, you don't know what a competitor is capable of. You know what I'm saying? If that was the case, then Mick Foley would still be the champion. Mm-hmm. You know, like he could say he could say that he that Nikki Ash beat Charlotte Flair while fully complying with all the rules of the match. Yeah, and I guess that's a lot more to write. But like, mm-hmm. don't say she won clean. You could just say she won. Yeah, there's there's just no cleanliness in that match. What the clean is what happened last week? Mm-hmm. What Charlotte Flair not only one sided gave a one side beatdown, which by the way, why I didn't like this shit because. She gets a win, but there's still an asterisk. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that she's not going to win on in two weeks from um, tomorrow. I So, I wonder, and I worry, on the same lines that you're thinking, that Vince pretty much only sees Nikki Ash as a comedy act. Maybe not quite as silly as Hurricane, but along the same lines. Um... Giving her the money in the bank and then the women's championship. I mean, it's more than Hurricane ever got. Except for the hardcore title. But, you know, I think, you know, she's still doing the comedy thing. Feuding with Charlotte Flair is... I mean, I think... And call me crazy here, but just the way booking has gone, feuding with Charlotte Flair is... And getting wins here and there is actually better than it's more of a headline than she's a champion. Sure. But then because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, well, I was just thinking cuz like so is this a situation where the title makes her or does she make the title or is Charlotte Flair the one that makes the title because she wants it? Well, so when when they say the champion makes the title, that's only half true because the champion has to have Good competitors, good competition, good uh, title defenses. Also, that championship was probably made in China. Probably. Um, actually, I think a lot of them are made in the U.S. Doesn't matter. Um, also, somewhere you're going with that because that I don't realize. No, well, like, cause like making the belt. I oh, was talking I about like physically. <laughs> okay. Um. So you know, you always have a dan a dance partner. So like, if her def- successfully defending against Charlotte Flair. If she 
uh, succeeds. And so SummerSlam, it's triple threat, right? It's Nikki Ash versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. If Nikki Ash comes out of that as champion, that will be a big notch in Nikki Ash's uh, career. Like, that will be one step towards... I mean, that would be like the belt making her and that match making her. But the more she successfully defends it, it's like, all right, so she's a legitimate champion. She makes, she's going to be making the belt too. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I just, just let you go. Good. Thank you. Not like firing you. I'm just letting you, let you talk. <laughs> yeah, because there's no contract here. Well, yeah. no, nobody's getting paid. <laughs> No, no one, no one's no. been paid. Nope. Um, well, what well, I don't know. What if it could be that, like, um, what if this is another thing where it's like Vince is like, all right, we'll give you a shot, and if it works, it works, and if not, she's gonna be on a list. You know Very what I'm likely. saying? Like, mm-hmm. what if this is one of those situations? Like lately, it's like Thunderdome over there. He's like, you know what? I don't just. I didn't just like the name Thunderdome for, like, this stupid fucking video screen thing. But also, every man and woman for themselves, you're going to get a shot. If you're not good, then you're out. Could be. You know, it's like, then who's left here? I guess. You got to impress. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. What do you got? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like the hurricane. I think maybe it's a little bit different because it might be about... Hurricane was more about, like... Himself, he wasn't trying to like teach people to be better people mm-hmm. or anything, or like help them be their true selves or some shit like that. That's, That's what true. she's doing. She's doing a different thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it looks like they might be trying to do like you know make another grab. It's a bad look. Make another mm-hmm. reach out uh, to the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grab all the kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know sell some more, sell some Nikki Ash shirts or whatever, and give them something. That kind Does she of have thing. merch yet? I don't know, and we don't need to fucking check right now while we're doing a podcast. Okay. But um, if not now, then maybe later. You know, like that whole butterfly thing, something's going to happen with that. They got to be trying to do something. I think they're going to try to make money off of it because, like, it might not even be that because, like, selling merch didn't exactly protect Bray Wyatt. Now did it. No. So... Plus, we don't know the full story of that either. No, we don't. We might not ever. I mean, maybe not for a long time. I'll give it like, I don't know, 89 days. Hmm. Good call. No Nikki Ash shirts yet. There's still the Nikki Cross shirt. Well, look, it's early and SummerSlam hasn't even come yet. I'm sure they'll have it for SummerSlam. And that's a good way to tell. Yeah, I think uh, she's gotten a good crowd reaction. Oh, what? But does she get like as good of a crowd reaction as Drew McIntyre? Uh, speaking of Drew McIntyre, that wasn't in the news. It was kind of obvious. It was all over Twitter. Um, they piped in audio for some reason. There, so there was a report saying, "Oh, it was a it was a technical glitch. It was an accident." I don't believe that. Rich, I also don't believe that. And what I believe we have witnessed is a superstar that is so 
popular that his crowd reactions come through time. <laughs> so that was happening some in another time in the past, and it came to the future. That's how over Drew McIntyre is, and it's, and no one is ever going to understand because they've never been that over. This is this is the undiscovered country, dude. Like mm-hmm. this is this is beyond the final frontier. He is so over. He breaks the space time continuum. It's it's coming through. Like time itself can't help but pop for the Celtic warriors opponent, the mighty Scottish warrior, sixteen time world champion. Oh, sorry. That's from the future. <laughs> that's from the future. You mm-hmm. see? So, really, we don't know. We just Two don't. Two down, 14 to go. We just don't know. You know, they botched it. That's all. But, yeah. you know, it's possible that he could be that over. He could have reached a level of over. And it'd be cool if they, like, caught that on the show. And, like, Corey's like, you think you heard Michael Cole. You're right. Because it, it, it Drew McIntyre transcends time and space. <laughs> They should do a freaking actual like time traveling superstar. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, just, yeah, just as cool as Voodoo. Yeah, that that would definitely be up there. Yeah, just as cool as controlling your opponent with you. Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just sci-fi bullshit. There's about it. I'm, I'm I'm willing it. I'm willing, and I know I have no one to blame but myself for saying things in the past on this very podcast. But can we? Not do any more of this crazy shit. And, like, what's the plan going forward with this Lily and Alexa thing and Eva thing? Like, what are we doing? I don't know. All I know is someone here is quoted as saying wrestling can be anything. Well, it can't be time travel. That does not exclude voodoo or time travel. It does because it's bullshit. You're just going too far. You could go too far. (laughs) There's a line from a movie called Tropic Thunder. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't go full retard. Oof. You never go full retard. <laughs> I guess that's a good analogy. And if you've seen the movie, then you know Robert Downey Jr. said it while wearing blackface. Mm-hmm. But look, it's a, it's a product no, no. of its time. His character oh, was his wearing char- blackface. His character was wearing blackface. So <laughs> That's why it was okay. Well, technically it was black body. <laughs> Like the whole, he, he yeah. was like, he was all in. Well, that's how, that's how a, an actor playing an actor would get I'm, immersed in the actor's actor's character. I'm just some dude playing another dude. <laughs> Disguised as a dude. Disguised as a dude. There's layers to this shit. I gotta rewatch that movie. That's Me a too. great freaking movie. It was. I, <clears throat> it was surprisingly good. Like, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I just thought it was gonna be alright, so... Jack Black and Robert Downey Jr., he's great, so this is going to be good. And I didn't expect it to be as good as it actually was. Yeah. So, that this thunder in there, we could use the thunder to segue, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, WCW, AEW, Thunder, WWE. Is that what they're calling themselves? Is that Or is that sure. the seventh show that they've come up with? That's the seventh. <laughs> oh, man. Hoovy. I thought that was a woman. Because, like, the colors and, like, his, 
the boobies were covered, so I'm like, oh, it's probably who is this chick? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. I guess I should be fully paying attention to this. <laughs> um, look, Jericho did what he had to do. Like, of course, he was gonna go for the mask. Um, you know, and it's not like we haven't seen his face anyway. We we knew what was gonna happen anyway. Yeah, but still, it's the whole luchador thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's like you know that's a good point. It's like okay, so. But it's it's like, a very guess, heelish thing for Jericho to do, though. It is, but he really wants to fight Morgan Freeman. Mm. You know? So yes. he's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to get through the labors of Jericho. And now the final labor. Uh, what a shock. Can't believe yeah, it. Yep. You know? Wow. Mr. Mayhem. I can't believe that it, it's him. That's actually interesting that they call him that. Why? Because that that's all that's another Sons of Anarchy uh, reference, which is a it's it's a TV show about a biker gang. Mm-hmm. But when you say uh, that they take a vote on, say you did something, Rich, you, you did something that was against the club, or like you're a bad dude, and you know they take a vote, they take a mayhem vote, and then that that means uh, whoever the dickhead is, he's gonna meet Mister Mayhem, and that meant death. Hmm. So, there you okay, go. Okay, so, so, all right, so I, I guess that makes a little more sense. Yep, you're welcome. Than just randomly calling him Mr. Mayhem. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the one, that's the guy that goes, you know, is the Grim Reaper. So, when he finally ditches MJF, is he going to be a biker? I don't know, man. He, you know what, I think he should be, and I think it, it would be the, the, the better gimmick for him is to just be a bouncer at a club. You know, just like, listen, this is what I do for for work. I got to hurry up with this match, you know, because, you know, they need me after 11. Mm-hmm. That's when the rowdy guys are there. You know, it's more like it's not a job. It's a passion. Just throwing jabokes out on their asses. And I need to do that. And that's how I stay fit. That's how I stay lean. That's how I stay trained uh, to beat you guys up for real. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, you lift weights, I lift people. Exactly. And you know what? You know, at the end of the day, maybe you don't have to win all your matches, and you don't have to beat everybody. You could just show up to work on time. You could mm-hmm. bring your own lunch. You could be the last one to leave and just outwork out- everyone. Just outwork everyone. And you you can maybe challenge for a championship someday. You know? Hmm. <sighs> I hate it. I know you do. So much. (laughs) I know you do. And it's almost like they're attacking you. Like you specifically. Like they fucking know. Like why even say almost? Definitely. It's what's happening. Yeah, it is what's happening. And I think it's okay. You know, content wise. For content. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Like what sense does this make? He's had what? Three, four matches? Look, let's let's be fair. Let's be a little bit fair to AEW. Selena Vega has won no matches since she's been back. Mm-hmm. She's been in the Money in the Bank ladder match as she got to fight Bianca Belair again in a non-title match, which if she would have won, she could have got a title match. Yeah, have you noticed WWE's been using the phrase championship eliminator lately? Why is that? Because AEW start was using it for a while. 
I think, they, I think they still do use it for, like, if anyone faces the champ in a non-title match and essentially saying, okay, well, if you win this match, you're going to get a title shot eventually. Yeah. You know, I, I, I... Or they'll also use it for, like, if the number two ranked person and number three ranked person are fighting, and it's like, all right, so whoever wins this gets a shot at the champ. You know what I think WWE can benefit from? Hmm. You know, besides like I a, have a list over here somewhere. Besides like a rule book, <laughs> hmm. like which they Con- released. Consistency, by the way, isn't there like a? Didn't they release a rule book or something? They, they did. So I don't know if this stuff is covered, but maybe they need a bible, like set rules that don't get broken that always has to get followed. Mm-hmm. For instance, and I don't know if maybe you're gonna pick up on what I'm talking about since we're. Talking about Zelina Vega, Bianca Belair, and of course the Sasha Banks situation. Mm-hmm. So, Sonya Deville says that Bianca doesn't make the matches that she does. Mm-hmm. In the very next segment, Rollins and Edge proceed to make a match for SummerSlam. <laughs> right after that. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to come up with some bullshit about how, oh, you know, we, we can't exactly give, you know, it's a little short notice for advertising. That's mm-hmm. like, that's every episode. Yeah. This, every episode is a spontaneous match. Mm-hmm. What are you, like, not, I'm not saying all of them, but there are, like, not all the matches are spontaneous, but... There are spontaneous matches on every episode. Yes. And I'm sitting there, and I had to, I was watching that today. I'm like, what? And I'm rewinding, and I'm like, there's no <laughs> way these segments are right next to each other. I'm seeing this differently, right? You see, what, what should have happened was, like, the announcer should have said, well, we'll have to see if Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville make it official. Now that's that's what should happen. Either you stick to it all the time, or you fuck right off. And that's my note. That's my actual note that I put. I like it. Like it makes you seem so stupid to the person who's actually paying attention, watching this, not having it on in the background while they're playing a video game, but while they're actually watching it. And it's like, holy shit! Did you just insult me? What's up with that? Mm-hmm. I don't also. Also, I that take reminds that shit me. personally. Yeah. So that reminds me, and we're back to dynamite here. Um, when Darby pinned one of the Everize guys, his right shoulder was obviously up. You know they do that be a lot. That. They've done. You know who's infamous for that? Moxley. Hmm. Like sometimes they'll get you in like a really good pin where he like has his like it's almost like his arm is like by the back of your neck kind of. Mm-hmm. Like he's got, and he's got your legs. Like yeah, he's like got a the legs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, but like sometimes his shoulder comes off the mat, and the pin still goes through. I got a so I read a an excerpt from Mike Kyoto's podcast this week, and he was talking about um, I don't remember the name of the referee that was involved, um, but the WrestleMania 35 finish, the main event with Ro- when Ronda's shoulder was up, and Becky won, right? Right. That ref got into a lot of trouble backstage because what he, what the ref should have done is he should have signaled to Becky, who was making the pin, you got to get her shoulder down. 
right? His response to Vince was, I didn't think she could get the shoulder down. Kyoto's like, Kyoto's take on this was, that just dug his hole even farther because that brings less credibility to the product. That if the ref doesn't think that the shoulder is down and the ref doesn't think that the person in control can get the shoulder down, how is this person in enough control to actually win the match? Interesting. Yeah, so, that, that's... Wow. So Vince was super heated. This guy, I don't remember the referee. The referee's name. Um, Vince was pissed. I mean, he has every right to be. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was a good moment, but it kind of cheapens it when it's like, uh, she didn't win. Exactly. And, like, we all saw it. We all called it. And they tried to kind of work it in. Oh, Shola wasn't down all the way. I think she's got a she's got a real gripe here. And Ron hasn't been seen since, right? That was the last we saw of her. Yeah, she went and had um, babies. Yeah. And the referee is the is the the jacked one, like the short jacked guy. Rod uh, Zapata. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was the ref for that match. Okay. So if we're wrong, we apologize. But that's definitely you, bro. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Add us. Let us know if we're wrong. I don't care. Is he still working there? Uh, that's a great question. I do not know. Did I you hear noticed. that the um the other ref um Drake Werns? Yeah, he got like he's running for like some like Florida thing. I did. I didn't see I didn't see any detail on it though. Just yeah. like all right. He'll win cuz it's Florida and they love their publicans. Did you catch the um, tweet that um, Rhonda put out about um, Bray Wyatt? Yes, remind me though. So Bray Wyatt. So Rhonda had said, "Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I thought it'd be better like than this, but apparently, like she tweets a fucking lot." Twitter, where if you got something to say. Put it there in 160 characters or less. If you've seen some fans, in quotes, chanting, hashtag, we want Wyatt last night, chanting, we want beach balls. Oh, okay, I've seen you same fans chanting, we want Wyatt last night, chanting, we want beach balls, over Bray Wyatt performing. If the WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you are grateful idiots did it first. Mm. Amen. So, I see both sides of the argument here. I remember that shit, too. I remember the, the beach ball thing. I thought it was great when Cesaro destroyed the beach ball. Yeah. Um, I hope that that destruction of the beach ball, which was great, doesn't then prompt more people to bring beach balls in the hopes that they'll get destroyed by someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I see both, like I said, I see both sides. Don't be disrespectful to what's going on in the ring. If you don't like it, then chant about it. This Chant this match sucks. Chance, chant you fucked up. Don't chant the name of someone that is not even on TV, let alone involved in the storyline. Okay? So, like, Char- Charlotte shouldn't have to remind you that Becky's still sitting at home. Are you asking for constructive criticism here? 
Because uh, that's sure. what that sounds like. Because that sounds constructive. I think I'm offering constructive criticism. No, I'm saying like if you, you it should whatever you're doing should be about what's happening in front of you. Yes, exactly. So it's constructive because otherwise, what is what what are you doing? Yeah, you're not addressing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Now the everyone did pay to be there for the most part, so everyone and everyone does have a right to say or do whatever they want. You have that right. I feel like though. What you should be doing is saying or doing whatever you want in relation, in direct relation to what you're seeing there to give the proper respect to the people that are literally putting their lives on the line for you or talking for you, well, which is a ter- can be a terrifying thing for people. It is. It definitely is. I mean, it, t- it took us how many freaking hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, not even yet, to get comfortable talking to each other, knowing that people are listening, not even having people here. Yeah, Ima- I'm still not like ima- imagine it. talking in an arena full of thousands of people, knowing that millions of people are watching at home. Yeah, imagine, imagine you're Andrade and you're just doing a backstage segment, and you've got like a sweat spill all over your forehead, and you're not even wrestling. You're just doing a pro bowl. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, those lights are very hot. You wear a suit, you mm-hmm. know. It's it's hot. Yep. I didn't remember his lackey's name um, this week. I know I, I had trouble with the lackey's names. I didn't write it down. Penta's lackey is Alex um, so Alex something with an A. I don't remember Andrade's lackey's name. Well, the one that's not Chavo. That's okay. He's just a lackey. Okay. His, his role is meaningless in this, in that he should always just keep, uh, you know, keep him hydrated. Yeah, they might not have even named him yet. I don't know. Project Mayhem, we we have no names. That's right. So, there's that. Um. So, yeah, definitely. Just st- at what year is this that we still got CM Punk chance? Like, and I get it, and I think there's a great way to avoid CM Punk chance. You want to know how you do that? You stop with these boring. Whack Miz TV segments because mm-hmm. nobody likes them. Like, and I, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people like them. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, well, you kind of need something like this because people need to go and buy stuff and they need to go to the bathroom and get their drinks and stuff. I, I did appreciate and I thought it was great when Damien Priest emptied out all their dripstick ammo. Yeah. It, like, it's better. It looked like Miz pissed himself after. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's better to do that like before like a match, mm-hmm. which by the way was just made up and just yeah. happened and nobody got mad about it. So okay, like I I don't get it. And uh, hey man, I every like if 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 there ever was a way to feel older. Is watching that Goldberg segment with freaking uh, the the Almighty, and you see his son, who's like, the last time you seen him, he's like a small child. Yeah, and he's seriously. Like, and I'm like, this isn't right. I think I think uh, the announcer mentioned that he's 15. I know, but he doesn't look 15. I don't look 40. <laughs> Put, he doesn't 41, look 15. Say. But me me next to him, he's taller than me. But that doesn't say much. Exactly, really doesn't say much, but I'm saying, like, it's also, like, also, 
me personally, I felt like I was dying. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. What um, about what about little Dominic Mysterio actually wrestling now? That doesn't make you feel old, too? No. Because that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. if you compare the last time we saw Goldberg's kid. It's true. You know, just think about it. Like, last, the first time we saw Dominic, it was a custody battle, you know, between his real father, Eddie Guerrero, and, mm-hmm. you know, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And it looks to me like either SummerSlam or after SummerSlam, we're going to get Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. Yup. I'm pretty and, sure. And I just can't wait for it to be over. That's all I want. Yeah, one match. Have, you know, have, have the feud and then end it and we'll see you later. That's all. You know what? Don't don't involve the family. You know, I'm not in the mood. I don't Who's see- that fading off into the sunset? Ari, why? Mysterio and his son. Don't give a shit. Is Rey Mysterio in the Hall of Fame? Not yet. There you go. He absolutely will be, 100%. Watch it be this year, too. Like, they'll have a match, and he'll be, he'll be, he'll be inducted in the Hall of Fame like the day before. Hmm. So not only do you beat your father, but you beat your Hall of Fame father. Yeah. It's like, well, I guess we better do something with this kid. That's Ain't all it? right. He'll beat Rey Mysterio, and in two weeks he'll be on Raw jobbing to Sheamus. And you know what will be funny? If he has Batista induct him into the Hall of Fame, and Batista was supposed to get inducted, and that got postponed. Yeah, and then Batista power bombs Rey Mysterio through the stage, through Dominic through the stage, through Dominic through the stage, and for some reason, his sister and mother were also there, and they also got that. And all you'll hear is, yeah. I walk for miles inside this pit of danger. Give me what I want. I walk alone <laughs> with bags of money because I do movies. Mm-hmm. See you next year. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy Hall of Fame <clears throat> if that happens. Can't believe we're booking the Hall of Fame. Do great. it, you cowards! They won't do it. Because they're cowards. Yeah. Cowardly people do cowardly things. Like, why? Why does the only action at the Hall of Fame has to be, have to be from asshole fans assaulting Bret Hart? Yeah, it's about time we put it in the hands of the professional. Yes. Wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um. But did I cover? Did I'm, I want to make sure that I didn't miss anything that I mentioned in the intro to the podcast. I think I think I think that's fine. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm like that... I hope you weren't expecting me to remind you of what you said in the intro. Oh yeah, you weren't there. <laughs> um. Well, releases and whatever. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Really, does it? No. Like... So <laughs> seven, apparently, seven wins on AEW Dark get you a women's world title match. It does. It sure does. And, you know, I, I, and sometimes you need to be reminded that someone's a heel. You know, mm-hmm. they have to remind you that they're a heel. And how do they do that, Rich? Um, how does remember. Britt Baker remind you that she's a heel? I'm trying to remember. I'm looking at my notes here. She beats you with a crutch. Oh, yeah. So, in case you had any illusions... Mm. 
that somehow and, because she wrestled against Nyla Rose that she's a face. Mm-hmm. Well, you better think again. Yeah, there's a page break in that segment, so I didn't, I didn't put the two and two together there. That's okay. I gotta fix my page breaks. Look, I don't understand it, but I guess that's what it is now. What? I thought they was gonna have like consistent storytelling in this show, like that wins were gonna matter, but I guess they do. All wins matter, even if they're on AEW Dark, even that's if right. no one saw them. Mm-hmm. They still happened, and I guess to their credit, that's pretty good. So now we got a title match on Rampage. The debut episode of Rampage in Chicago. Sold yeah. out. Yeah? Yeah. That's exciting. That's great. Tell us about Rampage. Uh, the internet thinks CM Punk is going to debut there. Apparently so does uh, Darby Allin and MJF. I think it's all trolling, and it's going to be Daniel Bryan in a CM Punk costume. That would be meta. That would be, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And not just as, not just any CM Punk costume, but like the ones that people wear to Comic-Cons, where like, <laughs> it's got like the tattoos on like a, sh- it's like a whole bodysuit thing. It's like, mm-hmm. they, it's like a shirt. The tattoos and the fucking uh, wrist wraps and fist wrap, whatever that he's got with the X's on it. And he'll have like a CM Punk hoodie. Yeah. The whole thing. So we can't really tell that it's not, that that's just a bodysuit. Exactly. You know, little... I think Punk's noticeably taller than DB or BD. He'll, he'll wear lifts. Hmm. Like he'll wear lifts. Like you'll recommend a guy to him. Let him know about your guy. I don't have a guy for lifts. Oh, that's right. You just, you just. I get, walk around not... my natural five foot one. <laughs> so you say. I do. Okay. You know, sneakers in general add like a half inch to an inch, but that's it. Yeah, but your sneakers have like a platform under them. It's kind of no, weird. They don't. They do not. All right. Well, you know, you can say what you want, and uh, no one has to believe you. I don't believe you. You know. So. You... You could just send a photo of like sneakers, you know, and just hide your platforms. We all know that you know. We all know that when you know you're going to be photographed, you definitely make sure to wear your regular people's shoes. But in your regular life, <laughs> you go to work, you're not wearing your regular people's shoes. You're wearing your "Don't trip over me" shoes. Is what I'm hearing. You're you're wearing your "I need to get on this ride, whether you like it or not" shoes. <clears throat> Damn you, damn rules. Buckle me in. I feel like if there's any ride that doesn't allow someone my height in that, it's fucked up requirements, I'm just saying. And it's discrimination. It is. You know? And, you know, build your ride to accommodate shorter people. Exactly. Aren't rides mainly for kids? Yeah, but some of them, they're made for bigger kids. You know? Because, like, some people are shorter than teens, Rich. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, and there's a lot of tall teens, too. So, maybe I could be shorter than a teen. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, me being a regular man size. Right. You know, even you as almost a child. Mm-hmm. And look, let every let everybody know that you buy your clothes at the men's section. I do. Like, you've never, ever, ever, even when I pleaded with you, and when you'd be talking about how... Clothes are expensive, and I just, dude, just shop in the kids' section. It's cheaper. You stood your ground. I you did. stood your ground because if I were you, that's what I would do. 
And now it's all right because <laughs> I got a Macy's card, so I get discounts on everything. It's good stuff, man. Good yep. stuff. Good perks uh, for the job. This episode of the podcast brought to you by Macy's. You can buy clothes there. Yes. <laughs> or something. Um, look, we need to not. We can't finish this podcast without talking about the the greatest love story uh, in history of professional wrestling. Index. Now you all, you Sorry. you just have to wait, dude. You can't just step all over. <laughs> I can't like, wait. You're all assuming. Oh, he rewatched the Peacock. Is he is he talking about uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth? <laughs> is he is he talking about? Hulk Hogan in a mirror? Is he mm-hmm. is, is he referring to Scarlet and Karrion Cross? Could he be referring to AJ Lee and Daniel Bryan? Could he be referring to Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan? Could he be referring to Nikki Bella and Daniel Bryan? Remember that? I that do. was on TV. What about AJ Lee and Kane? What about AJ Lee and Kane and Dolph Ziggler and CM Punk eventually? And John Cena. And John Cena. Look, a bunch of Eskimo bros just chilling. Anyway, look, but this is about as Rich couldn't wait to get it out of his mouth. That index is real. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. They did it. They 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 just went all in. You know, as close to a live celebration as one could get without it being that. Breaking the stipulation of if Dexter loses, then that's it. He does that, not get a shot at Indy. To hell with that is what they said. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't... She's not a child. Uh, she's a grown-up. Mm-hmm. You know, and so is he. A grown-ass man. So really, I guess uh, the cracks are showing in the way, huh? I guess so. Haven't seen... Uh, Austin Theory in a while. By the way, he did wrestle on a SmackDown dark match. Oh, no. Against who? I don't know. It's always very scary when you hear people you like wrestling a dark match for, like, Raw or SmackDown. Because mm-hmm. it's like, the end is here. <laughs> you, they brought that back. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I love that one. It, who knew it, it was going to come back to this, you know? Two things in life. Ruin everything. Scott Bakula and main roster call-ups. Definitely. Speaking of main roster uh, uh, call-up, so Finn Balor is back, you know, and we were all confused. We were all, maybe it was just me, we were all wondering what Finn Balor we were going to get. Because it's like, well, they're saying the Prince... He has the axe. He's doing the gun fingers. Mm-hmm. But John Cena basically just stole his title match from him with help from Baron Corbin. Yep. And he addressed it. Mm-hmm. That that Finn Balor would have just smiled like a bitch and kept about his business. But that Finn Balor is dead. Mm-hmm. And held his own against an attack from the Usos and Roman Reigns. I feel like that promo, I want to talk about that promo very quickly. I feel like that promo was bullet-pointed for him, and those were his words. And I liked it. Because he addressed the history of how his character used to be, and he basically laid the groundwork for letting us, the fans, know that 
to not expect the Finn Balor that we had back then. I like it. Yeah, I think it's terrific. And uh, by the way, in case you guys are curious, the age difference between Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell is only 13 years. My, my grandparents were 13 years apart. There you go. You know, so and, and they did fine. I mean, you exist, so obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Dexter Loomis, 37. She's 24. Oh, what was the difference between Aaliyah Mysterio and uh, Murphy? I don't want to talk about it. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't remember. Research. Yeah, more it's more research than I'm willing to put in. Mm. Um, But, yeah, dude. You're right. You're right. What are you doing? Uh, why are you right. doing research? What did I say? If you can't do it like I do it, where you didn't even notice that I did it. Well, I thought you were going to keep talking. No. Well, I always talk. They, so, it, so, so why are you breaking the pattern now? Because I'm trying to be generous. Okay. I guess, and I guess that's the wrong move. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. Oh, okay. I was going to look up uh, how old Aaliyah and Buddy are. So I know la- we discussed it in the past. Go to episode, Basic Booker's episode number. You don't and, know, shut up. And then you will know their age <laughs> difference. Yeah, that's, that's great. I hope they don't, like, mess that up and... Cause that's actually one of the more interesting storylines. I said, yeah, you could do Cole and O'Reilly and whatever. Is there a stipulation on that yet? Not yet. It's going to be something. It's probably going to be either last man standing or... Loser leaves town? If they do loser leaves town, then Adam Cole Bebe is getting the call up. Yeah. So what's the consensus here? Do we think he's going to resign? I think he is. Hmm. At least for a year. Well, who knows how long the contract's for? A million dollars is a lot of money. It's a good amount of money. It's hard. I, I imagine it's difficult to say no. Um, putting myself in his in his shoes, if he has the power to say, "Let's try it out for one year and and see where it goes from there," then I think that would be the move. That way he could sort of like see what the main roster is like for himself, get an idea of what they're going to give him, how they're going to introduce him, how they're going to use his character, and how he can develop and adjust to the main roster versus what they were doing in NXT and how ha- and basically determine how happy he'd be there versus pretty much knowing secondhand how AEW is. I wonder if he's trying to prevent, like, a CM Punk situation. You know? Like, like he sees that this guy can be something special. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get in on the ground floor on him and actually give him what he wants. You know, because he probably respects the fact that he's yet to, like, do a deal with them. Mm-hmm. You know? And as far as I know, whenever he's been on WWE TV, he's been protected. Mm-hmm. He beat Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. That's true. But I think he beat AJ Styles short. also. Yeah, I think Adam Cole is undefeated on WWE main roster TV. Yeah, you know. Because he, he, he successfully defended the NXT Championship on WWE TV twice. Yeah. Raw and SmackDown. Exactly. The same week, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. 
So really, like, I don't think there's a more protected character. Like, period. Mm-hmm. Now we just like gotta... you could argue Roman Reigns, but that doesn't count. He's a tribal chief. That's like a category, you know, in itself. And he mm-hmm. he earned that through, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's been there longer than Cole has. Yeah. So you know, and I don't know. I just, I, I just remembered something that, in hindsight, is incredibly funny. In a very recent in- interview, Bronson Reed was talking about how he'd love to get called up to the main roster to, to and be paired with the Bloodline. Yeah, that's too bad. It's like, oh, bring me up to the main roster and put me in the main event immediately. Yeah, that's a great Because I deserve that. that. Yeah. Oh, no. You, you no. You, you got released. Yeah. Sorry. That's yeah. not why I would call on you. You'll be all right, though. <laughs> You'll be all right. You did good. You'll, you'll be in All Friends Wrestling, as Cornette calls them. <laughs> You know, you'll be all right. Don't even I worry mean, about it. Maybe not even them. Maybe you'll make an impact. Oh. You know, you could probably I actually make an think impact. Do, I, I actually think he'd do better in impact. You know, there's also many, many honorable rings uh, you may step into. Indeed. Um, you know, and so you might you might even find yourself in a reboot of uh, regular Japan. You know, it might be some kind of a new Japan. You yeah. know, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know where you could wind up. You know, and I ran out of things to to put. But um, yeah, I mean, I, and he could go on to be a game changer in wrestling. He could. He could. He could even, you know, maybe be like in some kind of national wrestling alliance mm. if he wanted. You know, I mean, that sounds impressive. It does sound impressive. So really, there's a there's a, there's a lot of places uh, a guy like him can go. Um, even Bobby Fish, you know, uh, he might even wind up there. Yeah, I don't think he'll go back to Ring of Honor. Bobby Fish. Oh, he could be in. He could go to AEW. He absolutely could. You know, but they, they, they there's so many places for everybody. You know, I I I wish I like. I really wish I had an inkling as to why. They let go some of the people that they let go. I mean, there there are people saying some people online in forums are sort of speculating that most of the people that let go is because oh they these guys they're a little bit more anti-vax. They didn't get the vaccine. They don't wanna do this or that or whatever. And maybe that's true because obviously we're not privy to all the information. But I mean that would be interesting. I know WWE has mandated. Like everyone to either get the vaccine or be tested every week and wear masks, except in you know when you're on TV. Well, well, Sasha's back, so I wonder what that was about. Like maybe that wasn't true. Without what I heard, like the rumor was she was one of the people that didn't want that. Mm-hmm. So it could be they got her to do it or something. Or maybe she sort of. So there's. There are a lot of reasons to not get the vaccine, like particularly medical reasons, like if you have certain medical conditions or whatever. But also, you know, they can't definitively say, you know, it's safe for women if they ever want to have kids. Yeah, they can't definitively say that because there just literally are not enough years of research. Yeah, you can't definitively say that. You can't say anything. And first, and I want to say this now because these people are crazy. Leave our podcast alone. 
We're not giving any medical advice. We're just talking about it. So shut the fuck up about it, okay? Exactly. We're not doctors. Did you hear the rest of this? There's the no way anybody's taking credible information from us. I'm not yeah. talking about oh. you. I'm talking about the people who've gotten this far. <laughs> like, if yeah, you're seriously. still here, you should know better. That's yes. why we put it down here. It's for the real fans that understand. Yeah, we are not the CDC. Please listen listen to the CDC and listen to your own doctor. Don't get med- take medical advice from us. But, Yeah, I got my own said, feelings about the CDC right now. But, yeah, your doctor should definitely. Because your doctor knows you. Exactly. So, based on that, like, I feel like a company can't, like, if they're going to make a mandate, there has to be a caveat for people that have any sort of underlying conditions where the, where the vaccine would be a danger to them. Mm-hmm. Or where it would be enough of an unknown factor that doctors say, okay, you don't get the vaccine. Right? Mm-hmm. And, again, in case any woman wants to get pregnant, doctors are saying it's not a great idea to get the vaccine because we don't know that we don't definitively know the effects yet. So if Sasha went to them and said, I don't want to get the vaccine because I might want to get pregnant in the future, they can't take any sort of legal action against her because she might want to get pregnant. That is, uh, that's considered, uh, um, not necessarily a protected class, but it's, it's one of those it's one of those things where it's discrimination if you are going to take action take any sort of legal action like firing someone from your company because they're not doing something because they might want to get pregnant. Yeah, and the caveat for me is always this and it's and I say it's a per, as someone who's gotten it and the 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 vaccine. Um and, and and we know you did too, but it's that it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Number one, uh, number two, like people keep forgetting like the the giant word of experimental before mm-hmm. the vaccine part. Right. Like maybe think about that, and it's like, okay, so let me ask you a question: When you're over here pressuring somebody to take this experimental thing, and fifteen, maybe five or t- 10 or 2 years from when they did it they have adverse effects because of that how are you going to feel about that mm-hmm. no you're not going to feel anything because you're not going to fucking know right that's 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 my big thing with that it, it's very disrespectful and it's always like it's always the same thing and see what you did you did this to me it's not even your fault we were just talking about <laughs> it it just happens to have to but here's what I want to say it's like you brought it up people keep talking about, oh, it's selfishness because what about me? You're trying to get me. Yeah, you, you, you. But what about the person? Like, you're already, t- you're you're using selfish language to call somebody selfish. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird, and I don't like that. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen to some, you're never probably going to see this person again, and they could be dead from this thing. Because mm-hmm. we don't fucking know. Ultimately, do your research, and when I say do your research, listen, that means consult your doctor. Your doctor should know your entire medical history, should know all the medications you're on, should know all the drugs you're taking, legal and not, because, you, you know, that does affect your health, and your doctor should know that. And your doctor can't, you know, if, if you're on crack, your doctor can't go calling the cops and say, yo, this, this person's on crack. 
Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're probably just going to say, maybe you should lay off the crack a little bit. I'm just saying. If you're not going to share, you should lay off. I'm just saying. You know? I think any good doctor would say that. I think any good doctor would say that. And listen, so listen to your doctor and do your research. And that's not like YouTube videos, certainly not Facebook or Twitter. Because if you if you want to know from people that don't know a goddamn thing, then you go to Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, your doctor and knows. YouTube. Yeah, talk to your doctor. If you want to read the CDC, go right ahead. I feel like they're being pretty open about it. Mm-hmm. I know, disastrous. It is a government agency, so... Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know who's, like, leading who there. It's really weird. It's very strange lately. It's hard, it's hard to know, but what? let me ask you a question. Mm. So, do you happen to know off the top of your head the win-loss record of The Bunny? No. So, why is it that by beating The Bunny... You have a title match well, that for the was, NWA championship. That was going into that match. We knew it was a uh, what do they call it? a championship eliminator match or something like that. Challenge contenders, no more contenders, eliminator, whatever they want. Bring to call it, it, bringing it back. Yeah. So um, why? I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I know NWA is building up their women's division. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they don't have their own contenders. I don't know why. Did did Thunder Rosa even ever get a rematch? I think maybe. She part... lost it to. What are you talking about? Rosa lost it to Serena Deeb. Did, did Deeb ever get a rematch? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember Deeb losing it. I think Deeb lost it to someone that lost it to Camille. Or did yeah, she lose it to Camille? That's what I was going to say. I think it might have been just to put, just to show Camille on TV that's not NWA. Like, because she shows up, right? Mm-hmm. So she's on AEW television. It's like, what? Look at the ham hocks on that one. You know, like. Yeah, and put her, put her in the ring with literally. Layla Hirsch is shorter than Marco Stunt. Layla yeah, Hirsch but, is shorter than me. Yeah, but she could beat both of you. She could. So. That's the difference. But also, like, that's kind of like a Vince thing to do, too, kind of. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, to yeah. put, like, your tallest person against the smallest person you can find. Mm-hmm. Well, I think as far as in-ring work goes, I think between Layla Hirsch and Bunny, I think hands down it's Layla. No, no it's like 100%. Like, yeah. I, 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 110%. Like, she's an actual, like, th- th- you can't just say legit, you know, yeah. and not mean it. If, you, if your nickname is going to be legit, you better be backing it up, and she's backing it up. Yeah, but freaking, like, what's impressive is, like, listening to JR and uh, Tony Schiavone keep it together when Camille gets in there. That's right, Jerry. You know, <laughs> like, just, like... <laughs> Just try to use the right words without mm-hmm. being, uh, you know, sounding a little, you know. This, th- these two ladies, <laughs> like, she could just hold up the belt and play keep away. Like, listen, if you <laughs> if you can grab this championship, that you you are the champion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, 
why is this grown woman going to fight this teenager? Like, what's right. happening here? <laughs> you know? she, she looks like a, a little child compared to her. Grant, why Grant is this Camille? Amazon beating up this regular-sized woman? Granted, Camille was wearing heels, but uh, we get it. Camille, uh, Camille's a big, strong woman. Yeah, you know, you know. Speaking of setting up segments, right? Mm-hmm. Remember how we spoke about the uh, the stupidity of Sonya Deville segment, like right before Edge and Seth Rollins just make a match for SummerSlam. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, not only did they make a match, they made a match for SummerSlam, but mm-hmm. the segment immediately following Camille showing up on AEW television is what. You probably don't remember this, but it's another specimen of a female wrestler right after that. It's Jade, Jade Cargo, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So that's actually intelligent. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, that was good. I like that. I mean, it, it's especially having two segments back-to-back for, for the women's division shows that you care about the women's division. You, you you want to show some continuity. So I like that. And apparently they set up uh, Nyla Rose versus Statlander for next week. Or for Rampage or whatever. A little bit to do. Yeah. So exciting. Nyla Rose is, pretty, is a little green too. Yeah, but I don't. That's... I don't want to say green. Maybe, maybe I should say she's a little sloppy. What I will say, she has tremendous potential. That's mm. what I'm gonna say. All right. That's... I think in the right hands, the right booking, because right now I really don't like it. Right. And it's not her fault. I just don't think she's being utilized uh, to the best of her like ability. I think someone like that should be treated as an attraction uh, for your division. And there's a way to beat them without beating them. Like the I, way... Sorry, God. The way Britt Baker won that, I didn't like it too much. But it does make the submission look tough. But at mm-hmm. what cost? But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, they never really... The, the, the cheeseburger throwing segment was still kind of just an anomaly for Nyla Rose. It was like, why was she, why was she even there? Yeah, and also I took that personally because I love cheeseburgers. Who doesn't? And I and Besides vegans. You know, and as a, and, and growing up the way I did, wasting food like that is fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And there's better ways to get heat off of me. Yeah. You don't have to go for cheap heat like that. Sorry, I'm just, right. I'm traumatized. Push the button. The button's been pushed. Um, and what pushes the right buttons is uh, the presentation. Uh, presentation for a match is everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like how, and I'm going to give this my match of the week, and not because of the post-match shenanigans, but with presentation and opposites. And entrances. And it hands down, it goes to Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. It was, it's amazing. Like, you couldn't get a more good versus evil kind of vibe than that match. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes in his best Seth Rollins dual champion SummerSlam gear. 
Yep, yep. And let me tell you something, man. Regardless of what happened with the post-match shenanigans, bitch, you ain't going nowhere, first of all. Second of yeah, all. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, that's kind of like best of times, worst times. Like, best of times is the match. Worst times is Cody Rhodes trying to convince us that he's retiring. Stop. What it should have been, the end of the show. Yeah. Like, he dropped you. That's it. That's the end. If you want something for YouTube, then fine. You could do that extra bullshit right there, but that should have been a wrap right there. Yeah, 100%. You know? Like, I know they were trying to... Obviously, the storyline is going to continue. But that like that should have been either on YouTube or, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. This happened last week after we went off the air. Like, for once, can you just do something right? Right? Like, you had it right there. Like, that match was excellent. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about, like, I, I wasn't critiquing, like, the finer fundamentals of freaking moves and shit. Like, that match... You're in it. You're into that match. Mm-hmm. You're into it regardless. You're not doing anything. You're not playing on your phone. You're not. Do- you're watching this shit. Yeah, I put my phone down for that. I watched it late last night because mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, you know, have nightmares. <laughs> but luckily, I was okay. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to say was, if this leads, do you think this could possibly lead to uh, to Malachi Black versus the Redeemer? That would, that could be great. Think about that, right? Like, first of all, we don't know what Malachi Black's alignment is, though. Like, just because he beat Cody doesn't mean he's like a heel. Just because he's doing heelish things doesn't make him a heel. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's what's confusing. Because I could have sworn, like, when they were talking about AEW in the early times, they were like that they weren't going to have heels and baby faces anyway. Mm. That was going to be different. Yeah, they so, also said they're going to be different, and yeah. kind of not. <laughs> it's like, like if I if I stopped watching wrestling two years ago, and I turn on AEW Dynamite now, it's like, did, did WWE buy them? Yeah. What, what's all these WWE guys? It's, there's Rusev, there's Aleister Black, there's Christian Cage, goddammit. <laughs> I think that's got to be their biggest strike for you, is that Christian Cage is there. Yeah. Right? It's it's worse than Sting. Wow. It's worse than Sting. Or I should say, it's worse than Sting! Yeah, I was going to let you just head there. I know. You know, because I think people, you you know, when you have to work out things, you should just let let them work out. You know, let people work it out. I just I, I try not to think about it, you know. It's it's like a traumatic event. Yeah, and he's like actually getting a push, you know. Like why? Why though? I don't know. Like is that his deal? He's like, look, I'll come. Look, can I, can I can I wrestle these people? It's like all right. I I think he's sure. trying to show the young guys that listen. If you if you arrive early, if you're there on time and early, if, and if you if you're ready. If you're ready to go when you're supposed to, and you stay late, and you sweep up, clean the bathroom on your break, you know. Yeah, you'll you'll be out working everyone, and yeah. you'll you'll get a title match. One hundred percent, dude. Don't even worry about it. Just come on in. Just just be early, bro. Be great. Come on, man. Jesus Christ. He should just be wrestling Matt Hardy every week, if that. Here's why the whole outwork everyone thing 
breaks kayfabe. And right. like we know it's you know you know the whole plan words of work, you know the whole thing being a work or whatever. Let's assume it's it's, a, it's an actual competitive environment, right? Mm-hmm. Your job is literally to outwork someone. Your job is literally be better than this guy and that guy and that guy. Be better than the champion because if you're better than the champion, then you're going to beat the champion, and then you're going to be a champion. So, literally, that's everyone's job. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Done. But, Done but, with that. But but he outworks everyone. No. Show me proof. What proof is there? Is is there video footage of him arriving at the arena before anyone? No. Why? Because I guess he's the first one there. He's there before the fucking cameras, right? Yeah. He should, he should prove, provide his own proof. If, film himself, okay, guys. It, it's it's four thirty a.m. I don't have to. I don't have to be here for another. 10 hours but here I am I'm here I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to help put up the ring I'm going to tighten the ropes I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to clean the canvas I'm going to make sure the showers are ready I'm going to make sure you know the water's hot there's enough soap and shampoo for everyone I'm going to I'm here I'm here but the, the, you know they're not letting me in but I'm here I'll be in my car Let me ask you a question Do you think Cody Rhodes question. is selfish A little. I think it could be worse. And as an example, I will just say Jeff Jarrett, first eight years of TNA. Right. Um, I don't know whose idea it is to put him in these like spotlighted storylines all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure that it's his idea. When when Jarrett was doing it, it was obviously Jarrett because it was his damn company. Just like you know, just like Vince can ultimately everything falls to Vince. With um, TNA, everything fell on Jarrett. Ultimately, whatever he wanted to happen is what would happen. Um, here, I'm not entirely sure. It's been said by a few people that uh, Tony Khan. Is the end all be all decision maker there? So I don't know who he's listening to more. I don't know if people are pitching, hey, I want to work with Cody. See, here's the thing: I don't think Cody Rhodes is selfish. Because, mm-hmm. like, we just that we just had a recent example, the match I talked about. Like, and look, let's let's take away the fact that the whole post match thing ruined it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if he was really KO'd, KO'd to the fact that Black was able to put his foot on his chest. That's why I'm saying he's generous. Because that was like a glorified squash. Yeah. Like, he did that for him. Like, he, that's generosity. Yeah. He even lost a match that keeps him from becoming the champion. Like, it's built into the storyline why he can't challenge for the world championship. So, so there is that, but I want to go back to the first thing you said for a second. Sure. Now, this is kind of assuming that Cody Rhodes is one of the greats, right? Right. So we're saying that Cody Rhodes is kind of a gatekeeper in AEW. That like, well, if you could beat Cody Rhodes, then holy shit, you're a star. It's like, so d- does Cody Rhodes have that high... Status? 
Well, maybe they used the, that whole time he was defending the TNT Championship to be like a modern, like just to see what he can do recently. Because he beat, he did beat those guys. That's true. And he was, you know, challenging. Like, you say what you want to say about them, but like wrestling on a high level every week, putting the championship on the line until he ran into the freaking wall that is uh, Brody. Right. So, so like, I, I'm, I'm just thinking that, like, Having someone come in and be like, "All right, you're you're gonna you're gonna be working with me. I'll I'll put you over." I kind of feel like that could go either way. It's like I'm I'm being selfless, but it's like, trust me, you beat me, you're made. It's like you got you gotta have to you gotta have an ego if you're saying that. Yeah, and here's the other thing. It's like he doesn't have the same. And this is admittedly someone who wasn't old enough to understand how good Dusty Rhodes was. Mm-hmm. But like from the stories and the stuff we like we see on like the network before the Peacock stuff, it's like, wow, this guy could talk. And it's like, but Cody's not Dusty. Right. Like his, I guess they don't come off, they come off, they don't, his promos don't come off as as natural as uh, Dusty's, mm-hmm. you know, um, and this he it, like it feels like the speech he does at the end goes on forever for a guy who is just knocked unconscious. Yeah, it's like okay, so okay, so we're in the fantasy land part. Like, which what do you want this to be? Because now you're doing these things, these weird things that WWE does. And it's like, yeah, I know you want to do this. You want to do like a speech or whatever. How about next week? And then you get kicked in the face again. Yeah. And then you could fucking start Undertaker style stripping down to your drawers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you, you, listen, there's a reason. And I guess recently he stopped doing it. But Rogan had a, like a rule where he's not interviewing people after they get KO'd. Because, like, if you've ever been knocked unconscious, like, you just don't... Like, his first reaction should have been, what happened? Right, exactly. You know? Like, wait, what? Like, no, I could have sworn I got the guy, but it's like... that's why, to your point, um, from earlier, it should have been done on YouTube or something separate. Because if it goes off the air right then and there, and then he stands up, we never know. We don't know how long, how exactly. much time there was between him getting knocked out and when the interview started. Yeah. And you know what? How about this? Take a nap. You <laughs> yeah. know, look, show's over. You know, people are filing out. You know, like the house show days. Like when we went to Raw, it was it a SmackDown where like the Shield was the main event? And like usually something happens after Raw goes off the air. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a whole thing. Like, Seth Rollins was talking about how, like, you know, the Barclays Center was their first thing and whatever. We were there for that. And he's like, you know, you this place has a special place in our hearts and whatever. As people are leaving. Mm-hmm. And the people that wanted to listen stayed. Yep. And if they wanted to, they could have put it on the internet. And if you really want to get Malachi Black over, you close the show... With Cody still in the ring, having not moved. Exactly. And then you could have Malachi Black do whatever next week and hit him with a crutch. Yep. Or you know what? I think he should have did was be 
beat him with his own boot, you know? Yeah. Like, do that. Hmm, they're probably rushing because they got more debuts. They have an American Dragon coming in. They got a Punk coming in, theoretically, maybe, kind of, sort of. That's the thing, though, like, and I think Cornette's made this point before me. Spread it out. Yeah. Like, spread it out, dude. Like, because then you do all of this now. What do you have for later? Mm-hmm. Rematches or something? Spread it out. Yeah. Like, you probably make your peanut butter sandwich with, like, a lump of peanut butter in the middle of the fucking bread, you idiot. And you know what? I just had a great idea. So everyone that's coming in from WWE is is on let, let's let's ignore NXT is on ninety day no compete clause right sure so at least as as far as the national stage they haven't done anything in three months mm-hmm. like they probably been working out but they always say you know working out is not the same as wrestling a match and that's why Vince is having the talent come in and you know work out and train and have matches on their days off so they could be in match shape when they're on right. TV. Right. So guys like, let's say coming in, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Let's say they're really coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Spread it out, like you say. Send them, like as soon as they, as soon as they sign the contract, cool. So this is, three weeks from now is when you're, when you're coming in, when you're making your debut. Cool. Until then, come check out the Nightmare Factory. This is how, how we're running things. Maybe maybe teach a class or sit in on the class and help train. Give your two cents anywhere you see fit. Boom. That will take up some of their time, you know, and that will help the younger guys, which they desperately need. Desperately. All Sp- of them. Spread it out. Mm-hmm. That, and on top of what you suggested, take the time to map out what are we doing like, yeah. wh- how would you like this to be? Mm-hmm. Because, like, unlike, you know, how, like, the UFC is, like, you can determine how the matchups are going to go and what the next phase is, what the next step for the character is. Let's let's do, like, a roadmap. Let's do a roadmap of what we're going to do here. Let's start now. Let's start sprinkling. Let's sprinkle a little seasoning here and there, and then it adds up to a bigger picture later. But now it's like you just take it all the action figures right out the box as soon as you get them home from the store and just throwing them and match it in the ring together. Mm-hmm. You know, you you kind of gave, gave me an analogy. Um, do, you, do you remember, do you possibly remember the first time you looked at like a New York City subway map or a bus map? Yeah. Okay. So you know how like when you first looked at it, you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? This starts here, that's there, that's there, that's there, that's there, and these all they all converge over here and then they all go elsewhere. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck is what. That's like looking at current AEW booking from when guys debut to where they are now. It's like you come in, you're doing this, you're 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 the best you're the best man, you're a gamer, and now you're uh like you're God's favorite wrestler or something. You're the redeemer? Yeah. It's like I can't, I don't see the path. It The path is not making sense. So that's a great analogy. I feel like it should look more like where it's easy to see the start point and it's easy to see everything they went through, everyone they went through along the way and have a logical path. 
And that is what's missing. They're missing a cartographer. They're missing a storytelling cartographer to make the map, to make this map that we can all follow as viewers, especially people with terrible memories like mine, to be able to follow this multitude of storylines. Yeah, and I don't think that guy needs to be Tony Khan. Right, because Tony let's just say, as someone running a company... Even though he's Booker of the Year... Right. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot on his plate. Maybe yeah. have a consultant, a senior consultant, whose job, whose sole job is to make this map. Maybe not a literal map, but to sort of say, all right, well, now you got you got Daniel Bryan debuting this day. Do you really want Punk to debut just a week later? Maybe spread it out. Maybe go like two, three weeks. How, well, like, what, what's the plan... Who's he? Who's he gonna face? What? What's his storyline? What's like? Work it in. You know, if, like what when you when you making when you making like cake batter, you don't just dump the sugar in and mix, and then dump the eggs and mix, you, like and then dump the water. You, some of it you got to go slowly. You got to you know, like pour it in slow and mix and stir as you're pouring. I don't understand cooking, <laughs> but that sounds right to me. Right, and it's almost like it's you know it'd be cool like, and I think AEW can probably benefit this. What if they had like, I don't know, like legends in the sport, uh, the art of pro wrestling from like at least three different eras. You know, what if they have them employed? You know, and maybe they should just ask them stuff. Mm. You know, maybe like be like, what do you think? Like, how do I get this over? Like, maybe, I don't know. Do you yeah. think that's something that they could do? They absolutely should. And <laughs> that's a fantastic point. I Like, they do have all these veterans. I feel like they're just not talking to them. You have the internet, and you still think the earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's but you, right? But you, but you know what? To go back to something from, from before... Flat Earthers have a voice. Let them be heard. Yep. But it, but it should be known, the Earth is just not flat. Exactly. If you silence them, it's like, wait a second. What are they mm. trying to hide here? That's when you get the crazies. Yeah. It's like, there's always going to be that because that's what you should be que- always questioned. You know, it's important to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And when it's somebody... Also, and as important it is to ask questions, it is to listen to the answers. Yeah, listen to the answers, mm-hmm. even if they're coming from someone you don't like. Right. But at the end, of the, but to to be fair, sometimes you don't like someone because you don't trust them. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, could, I, was, I don't mean to go off topic there. Sorry. It's okay. The best thing to do is respect each other, and that goes with everything. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, you got all these guys. You got Tully. You got Arn. And mm-hmm. like and and it, look, I don't know if maybe they are doing this and 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 like since you know, but it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of stuff they do in these matches that I don't think these guys would be you know cool with. Mm-hmm. Like unless they're trying to be hip with the with the kids, you know, and stay working. Yeah. And like, it's important if you want to see if something's doing okay, pay attention to Jr. Mm-hmm. and like his voice. And, like, the way he says things. Because that's a really good indicator. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like he's a guy where it's like he does not give two fucks. Like, 
he'll do what he has to do for the job or whatever. But if something's like really, then he, you'll probably hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. I gotta. I don't know if I have picked up on that. No, sometimes, yeah, I don't have any examples offhand, but sometimes you just gotta pay attention. Mm-hmm. I think when. When when they start joking around a little too much, you could tell that they're just at that point they're not focused on the match, and something's wrong with the match, whether it be botching mm. or no, like just no ring psychology. Yep. Because I feel like if the guys that are paid to watch the match aren't watching the match, wow, <laughs> it must be bad. Speaking- it must be terror bad. Yeah, and speaking of that, and that's, and that's interesting how you got me to this because I think about unsafe dives and my favorite fucking move that I hate, catch me. <laughs> it's like, I really hope next week when, like, Roman Reigns is, like, bitching out his cousins for, like, getting beat up by Finn Balor, mm-hmm. it's like, why'd you catch him? <laughs> he threw himself at you. Why'd you catch him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, why? Why? It's a, little, um, it's a little on the nose. I'm really glad that Corbin basically got squashed by Balor, because yeah. like I was really concerned when the like Finn Balor versus Corbin. I'm like, hold on a second. Wasn't Corbin one of the last people that Finn lost against on his way out to you know to disappear or whatever? Like I remember that. Like just burying him with that guy, and um, the other thing, it's like they, they kind of break things back full circle because last week you remember Corbin tried to steal the contract, and then John Cena signed his name, right? And it's like this is another this is another situation where John Cena screws Baron Corbin mm-hmm. out of an opportunity because if you recall, he wanted to cash in against Jinder Mahal. And then Cena got in the way of that. Yeah. And he lost the briefcase that way. Well, Corbin was a dick to Cena. That's true, but I'll say it. It's very interesting. Very interesting. So I I, I appreciate the continuity. I wish WWE would remind us of these actions, but they can't because they don't have anyone in charge of that. Or they do, and they just suck. I do. That was more than two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. I do kind of like that it's a nice thing for guys like me and you. Where it's like, we'll remember a thing. Where it's like, you're kind of rewarded. You'll remember a thing and remind me of it, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. kind of like almost a reward for paying attention or mm-hmm. hearing what somebody says. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're kind of right, though. It's like, yeah, well, how about this? And, you know, at least say, well, there's, you know, there's history between John Cena and Baron Corbin or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, um, like they, they shouldn't only do that for huge matches. It's not like the history doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you recall and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, where could I see that? Well, you could check it out on the Peacock, mm-hmm. you know. But then I guess it's like, well, they're on Fox, so maybe not advertise it too much to Peacock. Yeah, that's probably it. You know, that's got, that's the thing. That's got to be it. It has to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, these. speaking of, you know, but Cole and McAfee, McAfee is still the best. Yes, it's, it's still Cause, very because cool. Pat McAfee is great, and I feel like Cole is upping his game a bit to sort of keep up. He's loosening I, up too, yeah, which is great. I, w- I want to go back to what you're saying, Paul Heyman. His explanation 
of why this shouldn't be happening with John Cena just coming in and signing a contract that his name wasn't on originally. Was that perfect. was a good analogy, yeah. That was a perfect analogy. That fit. Like, totally. Who, who do you say? Was it LeBron James or? No, it was the Tampa who... Bay Suckineers. Yeah. And they signed Tom Brady. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he can't, I can't just whack Tom Brady over the back with a kendo stick and then sign my name. And all of a sudden, that's my million dollars. My seven million dollars. Whatever. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot they, of money. They were, I imagine they, they, those athletes work very hard. Yeah. I don't know, but I imagine. I mean, you know, slamming your head to another man, you know, kind of scrambles your brain a little bit, but whatever. You would know about that. Well, yeah. No. Assuming you remember it. It's not good for a developing young, child, young man to go through. I agree. So, I am the product of my environment, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you should talk to your child's pediatrician about CTE <laughs> and peewee football. Yeah, 100%. Talk to your doctor. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, it doesn't matter. That was a good analogy. And this um, is proof. <laughs> and with Cole, um, like I wanted to go back to that. Even when he makes a mistake... Mm-hmm. he's loose about it. You know, it's like it's an honest mistake. Like he said, you know, he'll like recover pretty quickly because he did mix up something on Friday. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, like, I think McAfee um, mixed up, like he blended two people's names. I think it was, yeah. I think he said Sasha Belair or something. Yeah, and then Cole's like, <laughs> yeah. like in a fun way, like, oh man, I got to, <laughs> I'm losing but, my, my idea. But, but Cole's explanation or, or McAfee, I don't remember who said it, was correct. It's like, What's going on is so exciting. You're so enthralled in it. You're not thinking so much about the words you're saying because it's so interesting. And it, that brings us to this whole Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Overall, SmackDown just being the best wrestling show on TV right now. Right. Like, when like it, Roman Reigns' run at the top has really elevated everyone on that show. Almost a year. Yeah. As champion. When is the last time I said the best show on the best wrestling show is not NXT? Um, I don't remember. But SmackDown has been damn consistent since Roman's been on top. It's not. It's the right ingredients. It's Roman. It's Pat. It's new Michael Cole. Heyman. You know Heyman. It, 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 it's a lot of things. It's the fact that it's two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's great. It's terrific. You know, you're in, you're out, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, two and it's hours like, is the sweet spot. Three yeah, is too much. Especially if you're there. Mm-hmm. And their energy is going to be reflective on the energy we feel at home. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fans are important, you know, and it shows. You felt that right away when as soon as it went back from Thunderdome to regular. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like a flip of a switch, and I'm so glad that it's back. It feels, it, it feels so much more natural. Yeah, you know, except for Drew McIntyre comes out and breaks time. <laughs> 16 time. <laughs> but Bianca, when so when Sasha got up on the announce desk and then um who was it? Was it was Zelina Vega? Zelina Vega came out mm-hmm. and Sasha said something and Bianca turns around and she's like, "She wasn't talking to you." She was talking to me because I'm the champ. That was great. Like the crowd, the crowd loved it. I, I, me sitting at home before I, before I heard the crowd, I'm like, this is good. That's exactly the thing to say. 
because Selena Vega was not talking to Sasha. She was talking to Bianca. So, Bianca on the mic, very good. So, I'm guessing they're bullet-pointing her. If one thing for me to believe you're the champ, but it's another thing for you to believe you're the champ. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. So, if... It feels like everything Bianca says is her words. She's probably bullet pointed. She's bullet pointed, of course. But they're like they're letting her say it her way, and I feel like that's important. Similar to how in NXT, um, I think Swerve was giving an interview and saying that Triple H lets them say any say what not say whatever they want, but like he lets them say whatever they have to say in their own words because he said that like he hears how we talk. And he knows that if they just gave us a script, it wouldn't come out right. It wouldn't sound like us. So he lets us just say things the way that we would normally speak. And that when it when it sounds natural, it's going to feel more natural coming from that person. And it's going to resonate better because it it's more immersion. You know, it's like it's much easier to get lost in what you're watching if you believe that the character believes what they're saying. Regardless of what it is. Yeah, like, it it's not a freaking movie or a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't, I'm trying to see how I could, you can't write for, like, you can't, like, some freaking nerd with a fucking pen and paper is not going to be able to convey Anything coming out of the mouth of Swerve Scott, right, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like he, you had to have lived his experience. You had to have had his voice. Like his voice is his voice, and he's the only one who knows how to use it. You can't write for that. Yeah, especially if they're they're all going to be like playing off each other and rhyming with each other and everything. Exactly. That's a special case with the what what they are. But like, even then, it's like every wrestler. It's like if you want them to be special, then they have to be. Mm-hmm. And if they can't be, then guess what? It doesn't go over, and then you have a perfectly good reason to do your stupid-ass releases. But at least let it be under their own... It's their fault. Don't let it be like, oh, you know... Because then you just be like, give it, oh, the writing was bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, how about... I? You did the bullet points, they did the best they could, and it just didn't get over. Mm-hmm. Or it did get over. I like to think of it like this. There's a reason, beyond athleticism, there's a reason why the writers are writing and not on-screen talking. Because that's not what they do. So, like, you could write a great script, but someone's going to have to say those words out loud. I bet you they don't read out loud the stuff that they write. If they did, I think the writing would be a million times better. Because I know... That when I face whoever it is this Sunday at SummerSlam, because like no one writes with those damn pauses. Those pa- like no one no one naturally speaks like that. When you when you write so rigidly, that's what that's why those pauses come out in speech, and that's what breaks everything up. It's not good. Yeah, look, it's not the 1970s, 
All right, you're not gonna have promos from guys who forget what they're saying. Yeah, you know, and like the same kind of cadence or whatever. There's so many different kinds. We're we're we're, we're past the age of mediocre talent. We're 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 in the age of the internet where like everybody with a freaking phone is some kind of level of celebrity. Mm-hmm. So like, let's go get get out of this and start doing it more natural. Is all. Yeah. You know, if you if you could do it, you can do it. If you can't, then like I said before, you know, kick rocks, kid. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. Is that a real phrase? Kick rocks. Yeah. You know, you. It's like ah oh, shucks, and you kick a rock. Yeah, you, you know, know you like want. fine. I don't want to play with you guys anyway. I'm going to kick these rocks on my way out of the park. His mom said no to an ice cream cone. Just go out and kick rocks, man. Whatever. I'm not here to explain everything to you. Alrighty. Well, that's all I got to say. I, I don't know what else I could do with that. Like, uh, I, I, I think I, I said my piece on how I feel. And uh, I, I think pretty much covered, you know, what we had to, you know. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot else. Why does, why does Graves keep calling Reggie Reginald? He didn't get the memo. I guess not. Especially since he's announced as Reggie. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> How much of a memo do you really need? Uh-huh. Well, uh, you, you got to have Vince yelling in your ear. It's yeah. Reggie, damn it. I just wish Byron was less whiny. I don't know. You know what? Pat and Cole are just that much better than all these guys. Where mm-hmm. it's like, get your game together, dude. Yeah. Like what? The thing I, is, that's just Byron's character. If you're I, annoyed by it, it's working. I if guess. If you're tired of it, it's working. Yeah, but shouldn't I be annoyed by the heel, like announcer, not a freaking face? No, I. That's not the point. I think Byron's character is the cuck of the group. Really? Yeah. Like he, huh. uh, like yeah, he's the face, but he's the super white meat baby face. Yeah, you don't get more whiter meat than than that guy, right? I don't know. Correct. <laughs> I think that's a good note to close on. What do you think? I don't I, got any other news. No, I think we did everything we were supposed to do for the basement book of ours. Great. Forever. Great, great, great. I think we outworked everyone else on this podcast this week, goddammit. And... That being said, I would like you to check us out on Facebook, Basin Bookers. We, of course, have Twitter at Basin Bookers, at Basin Jr., at Rich the Riz, uh, Instagram, Basin Bookers Pod, because you gotta. Uh, let's see, what else, what am I missing? Oh, you can email us, basinbookers at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you want, what you want us to talk about, what you want our thoughts on. Uh, I'm missing something. Oh, where can you find this podcast? Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and. Just about anywhere you can find a podcast. Google it. It's not Basin, hard. Like, right. I don't understand. Basin Bookers. Do you know how to spell it? All right, hold on. Let's not go assault the people's intelligence, all right? So, <laughs> so when I went to make a team back in the day in uh, WWE Supercard, it wouldn't let me make Basement Bookers. I, I'm pretty sure I told you this. Do you remember why? Uh, I think it's the placement of letters, the semen. 
Yeah, the play. Yeah, unfortunately, and I didn't. Even, I didn't realize it until then. The word semen is unfortunately in the middle of the word basement. <laughs> well, sometimes there's semen in your basement, and like, there's nothing you can do about it except oh. clean it up. <laughs> That's it. To, uh, give, give us your go home. <laughs> uh, I don't know how. Okay, hold on. I gotta get. Okay. The matchup life is scheduled for one fall, so make it count. And do what the man says, but of course it's your choice. It is your choice to follow the bookers. And if you don't, then you're not going to be allowed to eat inside a restaurant. <laughs> did you say do what the man says? I did. All right, well, this time, this time yeah, I'm going to yeah, say... Yeah, I said do what the man says. And then well, I'm going to sure. say follow the bookers. There you go. <laughs> and then I'm going to hit the stop button right here.